What's cracking, folks? It is a Monday at three o'clock. Well, you know, three twenty. Had to back it up. I got Mike finishing up some. What the hell are you eating? Carrot cake, buddy. Carrot cake. Hey, you love you some carrot cake. I love it, man. That's crazy. Well, hey, man, we got a special guest on the show today. We'll talk some defensive prospects. There's some news that broke on the NFL today about one of our rivals signing a quarterback. I'm sure y'all have heard by now, but we're going to get into it. Have a great show. Let's go. Welcome in to episode 92 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John, your host, joined by my co-host, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm happy to be here, man. Really excited today. So this dude has been on our podcast twice before. And bullshit happens to me, like, out of the woodwork uh, sometimes. <laughs> like this right here. I don't know where that just came from. You see what I'm This is a good example. It's a white sticker on my hand. I have no idea what it is. Uh, so yeah, so I've missed them twice. Uh, happy to actually catch him the third time. I'm excited today, buddy. Good <laughs> weather outside. I feel like it's springtime. I'm loving it. But the allergies, I think I'm on the, the come up from the allergies, but the allergies hit me hard for this week, man. So is the Zyrtec working out for you? Or yes, it actually is the, the greatest, uh, because it doesn't make me drowsy. The, yeah. the other things take me out because I don't even take no medicine. So one of those or two of those, I'm done for the day. Yep, I'm with you, man. I pretty much have to take Zyrtec about it literally every day for most of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to keep that shit from bothering yeah. me. But uh yeah, I feel you, man. We were at the we were at the ballpark for like 15 hours yesterday. So mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was fun. So my uh, my eyes are burning, you know, like uh all that good stuff, man. Everything is blooming. So yeah, it's yeah, know, you it have cool. to. I didn't even think about that. You have to sit out there in yeah. it. Damn. Yeah. yeah, and it was yesterday morning, his first game was at 8 30, it was 40 degrees. Mm. All right. By the second game, it was like 75. <laughs> yeah. And then we finished last night. At the the we, They won the championship, which was great. Um, there you go. Liam, buddy. But uh, they finished last night at 10 o'clock. It was back down to 50 again. Mm -hmm. So it's sure, amazing. Yeah. We don't have all kinds of crap going on. It's just, mm -hmm. it's you know, you got four seasons in one day, man. But yep. um, yeah, man. So here we are, like I said, on a Monday special show coming to you guys from the Variety Sports Network. As always, check out Variety Sports Go sub to the channel, see all the great shows they got on there. They have specific channels like DSN football, DSN baseball. You can get specific sports, stuff like that. Uh, great content on the channel. Great. A lot of new shows signing. Uh, so good stuff there, man. And always, if you're watching the show live or if you're watching it on replay, just hit the like button for us so we can get out there to more Falcons fans and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We think we keep growing. We're up to like 308, 309 as you eat some more carrot cake. Mm -hmm. Um if you're on iTunes, Spotify, drop us with the five-star review. We appreciate that as well, man. That always keeps us growing on those platforms as well, man. So, um, yeah, let's let's actually, you know what? Let's see. I think our boy just got here. So, let's go ahead and what the hell is going on, buddy? What's going on? What's going <laughs> what's on, up, buddy? What's up, what's up? What's up, Mike? Fresh in from getting the uh, the kids. I love it. <sighs> you got to be a dad first. You know how it is. Man, I finally uh, caught you, buddy. Dude. Through hella high water, I was coming today, buddy. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was just saying these uh both times you've been on, he's just some shit's happened and he's yeah. had to miss you both times. I uh, miss so. you. 
We're just we're just setting it up for the big shebang, you know. And that's I mean? all it is, man. I'm good. <laughs> it's great to have you today, buddy. Seriously. Yeah, no, for real, man. I've been telling John from time, like we gotta we gotta figure it out. But between his kid, my kid, and kids, because I uh, coach a lot of football, you know, so it's a lot. It's a lot being a dad, being a coach, you know. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, man. So and like, so you guys have been watching this for a while, or listening to us for a while. Y'all know Adam's been on the show. Last year, he joined me. We went through some quarterbacks, and he joined uh, earlier, I think, last season uh, for a little bit, was able to come in. Um, but for those new that don't know you, man, just tell everybody who you are and uh, what you do and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, my name's uh, uh, Adam Holloway, but I go by Damsky on Twitter. A lot of people know me on there just from, like, film breakdowns and whatnot. Um, I live in Canada, so that kind of throws people – Somebody learned today that I learned in Can I lived in Canada. I threw him off for a loop, uh, and it's always so funny. But uh, I coach travel football down here, um, and we we're going to the states this weekend to West Virginia for a little tournament. Um, I'm a defensive coordinator at a high school here as well. Um, just lots of football, lots and lots of football. Hey, I wouldn't want it any other way though. So yeah, man, yeah, it's it's fun, man, watching uh, getting to see some of your posts with uh, with your son, man. Like he. Looks like a stud, buddy. Looks like you got a little athlete on your hands there. Yeah, he's it, he's funny, man. He's uh, he trains so. I just I'm a firm believer kids should be trained at every position, mm -hmm. and the one position I don't train him at is quarterback because I don't really know like mechanics that well. And um, so the the travel coach now says he's like, oh, he could be a great quarterback. I'm like, all right, and he's just been slinging it for the last couple of weeks, and he's gonna quarterback his first sevens tournament this weekend. So. He's excited. He's they have to. I'm it. I'm it. Man. It's like as a dad, I gotta kind of try to take my emotions out of it, but because I'm his coach, too, so. that's probably like another level. Like it's probably similar to me, like watching my kid pitch. You know, because it's that's oh, sure. this this you know, like it's uh, you know he pitched all eyes on you, right? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, he, and he's <laughs> and you know since he started pitching, you know when they went to to kid pitch, um, you know he's he's just gravitated to it he's been really good since he started and it's just been something he's really enjoyed doesn't make it any different or any less uh stressful for i 100 percent guarantee you that his mom and i far more stressed out and nervous than he ever mm -hmm. is on the mound like it's not even close <laughs> i mean yesterday like um shout out to our boy steven he was able he's in town he came down and <laughs> got, to, got to see him play and you know he he's we sat in the bleachers most of the time man i'm just patrolling the outfield i'm walking around like i can't sit still while he's pitching man so it's gonna be you could be a similar boat, man, if you're playing quarterback. All eyes on him and, you know, a little, a little different. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I said, hey, man, because it's his first. So it's his first, first time playing in the U.S. He's been a dominant player here. Oh. Mm -hmm. And um, and I said to him, I said, man, this first one, don't care. Just have fun. Like, this, this yeah, is all there's – this is like their – this age group's first time in the U.S. Um, competing. I said, man, you're going to see some things. They're going to talk a lot of smack. Just, just enjoy the process and and learn from it, right? I said, hey, if we if we go and four, but you have fun and you're learning something, that's the the biggest point to it because the player you are now isn't going to be the player you are in five years, mm -hmm. right? No, so, hundred percent, man. That's it. Now, Adam, 100%. I got a question for you. Now, are you more? Now, be honest. Are you more? Yo, listen, listen, hold on a second, yeah. Mike. I gotta say, this is my favorite thing about this podcast it's just your random questions oh man i just come up I get those, i'm like i'm like should i be preparing for my favorite pizza toppings my favorite lasagna what should i be doing here you know because i just think of it as i go buddy so hit so Love here, it. here's the question i got for you now be honest 
Are you more of a dad or more of a coach from the sideline? When you're on the coach, like when you're on the sideline, is it more dad, I'm being a father, or is it more I'm being a coach? Honestly. So very few times am I not coaching Croy. Um, my Croy's my son, by the way. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's named after Croy Beerman of the former Falcons. Okay. Uh, Yay! <laughs> so um, so my I'm very rarely am I not a coaching him because um good football coaches here are hard to find. Um so I've I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty good at what I do and mm-hmm. proof is in the pudding all across with um Ontario and what I what I do here. Mm-hmm. Um so very, very seldom am I coaching him. But like, for example, he played for a school. So Montreal is about seven hours away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have an academy there that he played for on what's called Boxing Day here. You guys don't have Boxing Day, but it's like a it's basically it is, Black though. Friday. It's like, Black, it's like Black Friday here. So he played in a big tournament there and he was being coached by my boy Jamil. And it's hard. It, it, it's hard because I can see... He's a good player, but I can see I'm like, man, they're not on him enough for what that is. But I guess that's being that's being a dad, right? You're yeah, watching just your right. kid, right? So yeah, like I can I I'll tell you this: I can never go to a game in which he's playing in and not say anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love honesty, buddy. I love honesty, buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough, right? Because uh, yeah, it's just it's just tough. <laughs> Well, so there's good coaches. I also there's good coaches. I that I don't yeah. I don't mean that, but it's you just I just know myself. <laughs> okay. I got yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, man. It's 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 it's, it's different, man. Because I, I coached Liam. I was like assistant coach for a little while, mm-hmm. playing baseball up until like nine. Well, like just after nine. So like, and that's when they really started pitching, and you know, really started. John, you muted yourself, big dog. Yeah, you mute yourself. <laughs> Okay. Is that better? Yeah. So when it got to be above my head, as far as pitching wise, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hold him back. So I'm like, we're going to, I don't want to mess you up. I'm going to get you with somebody that's, you know, knows exactly what to do and been there, done that, you know, type of thing. So, uh, and I don't, I mean, their coaches, man, with the, it's different because I'm not his coach or whatever, but I mean, like mm-hmm. they, if we, if the parents say anything, yeah, your ass is out. Uh, then you can go yeah. ahead. <laughs> they don't, they don't allow that. I, I definitely could see that. Like, it's very Canada is very different. Like hockey and stuff is crazy. Like, oh, it's crazy. But here, are other sports is just not. There's just not. It's not. There's no like aggressiveness towards it. I guess from parents because they see it more as fun rather than like hockey serious. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's where we like the academy I coach for. That's where we kind of bridge the gap to Canadians that want to play in the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's how, I mean, you know, kind of we connected initially because, I mean, when we first started the show, obviously we're on group, we're getting on Falcon Twitter for the first time trying to find people that know what you're talking about and that are not, you know, crazy and, uh, you know, off the rails when it comes Mm -hmm. to Falcons. And obviously we came across you. That's how we connected. Uh, You know, Adam uh, is the Bill Belichick. Like, he don't talk about nothing else. It could be, it could be (laughs) aliens could land on Earth and he would be about football. (laughs) Like, it, it could be an alien takeover. That's, he live it. He breathed it. That's all his content. That's his is football. That's it. He live it. He live it. It's a, it's a unhealthy obsession. Bill yeah. Belichick, the Bill Belichick of Twitter, man. That that's him. Everybody's got to have their thing, man. So, yeah, yeah. Like 
I used to like hockey a lot, obviously being Canadian, but like this past two years, I've just gone. Like I, I, th- I really feel like obviously it's where I am at my coaching like spot mm-hmm. too. Like I'm doing a lot of good coaching um, and just stuff I enjoy and it's hard to not want to do it. Right. I'm almost at the break where I'm getting paid for it too. So it's mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to be more in tune oh, with yeah. it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is what this I mean, not totally different uh, aspect, but like what this show, like I know Mike and I, we talked about it before, like it's probably made us bigger fans and like oh, yeah. way more attentive than we were mm-hmm. before. I mean, like it's we we're paying attention now to more stuff than we ever have, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's um, combine workouts, whatever, you name it, you know, I mean, like watching every minute of every game, doing everything we can to try to, you know, make the show better. It's been, it's been nuts. And I didn't think um, I yeah. could be a bigger fan, buddy. I thought I was <laughs> out of my mind already. I thought I was at the ceiling already. Yeah. I've seen you guys stuff, you guys stuff in season when you guys went to the game, you guys, it was awesome. And I, uh, I, uh, I, I miss a lot of people's stuff, but I try to retweet and quote tweet all that stuff all the time. Cause Honestly, like I, one thing I preach is like actually watching and learning about the game, mm-hmm. not just kind of being bullish on on your guys, but you guys do the work, and I absolutely love podcasts that do that. And I, I try to shout out the good ones all the time because um, we just need good good vibes in the air, you know. What I mean, like in 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 regards to football and and the Falcons as well. So I mean, you guys are great. I I love it. I like I've been telling me and John been talking all year about me getting on. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of trying to do it, right? Like yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. between like I said between work and my sons and you're like you said <laughs> your sons and ours it's just it's insane. So when it, we just happened to text the other night and we're like mm-hmm. shit, when just had this has just happened to work out for everybody. So we're like we'll yeah, yeah. jump first on it. time it worked out for everybody. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just jump on it while we can. So mm-hmm. um before we get going, man, let's jump in the chat real quick. That is Liam. Liam, buddy. On, Congratulations, Liam. I knew you would do it, buddy. What's going on, man? What's going on, Ski? He said, hey, guys, have a nice show and greetings. Love having you. The chat, going to listen, the whole thing tomorrow. Sounds good, buddy. May, uh, probably hitting the bed. And so he's in Germany, yeah. people. So, you know, got to get oh, him the out there. Yeah, man. Miss Pam, what's going on? Pam. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Pam. Pam. Happy birthday. Scottish Falcon, what's going on, brother? He said, "What's happening, guys?" Hey, Scottish Falcon. What's happening, guys? Car to the Aints. Another year, another ten years mm-hmm. of Capel for them. Yeah, we're gonna get into it in a second. Kendra Eden, first time tuning in from Ohio. Excited for the show. Hey, appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, well, I got you. I got you. Look at that. Ah, Hopefully, you're an Ohio State fan. Hopefully, <laughs> Carrie, what's happening? Yeah, what up? You back. What's up, John? My head. Hey, we good to have you back, man. We always in your corner. Oh shoot, Carrie. For you, for you, Let's go. Glad to have you today. Carrie's always here, man. She's always supporting. Uh, Liam said it was worth the 15 hours. There you go. He passed out last night after some food, but hey, it's all good. Uh, What up, fellas? Travis, what up? Hello to any Desbians. Have you heard heard the Desbians? Have you heard this, Adam? I only only heard it from when I was listening to your other show the other night. And I was like, Desbians, what? (laughs) And you explained it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. But I guess, I mean, I don't know. It goes it goes with it, right? I mean, you gotta have a little catchphrase with it. Uh, so that's that's funny, man. That's that's uh, I you know what I mean. I love what I love seeing what fans come up with, man. It's, it's real funny. They're yeah, so they're so that. passionate, right? So yeah, man. Hundred percent. Yep. Jordan, what's up, buddy? He said, "Hi, what up, guys? Damsky in here too. Going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Sure is." 
And Liam said, I'm barely stressed out when I pitch. Yeah, oh, I know. There you go. Look at him. Man, talk your talk. Oh, Liam, talk so he's, like, he's like Matty Ice, then. He's like Matty Ice. Yeah, Matty Ice. Yeah, Liam Ice. That's the new yeah. one. <laughs> Liam Ice. What's going on, Foss Stark? Good to see you, Falcon. Bro. What up, guys? Facebook says, uh, I'm always harder on my son than other kids. Well, that's yeah. pretty typical, man. That's yeah. pretty typical. You have to be. You have yeah. to be. D, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Said, D. What's up, D? The three of y'all are awesome, and can't we please get a defensive impact player at eight? Okay. Appreciate you, buddy. And hopefully we will, Thank man. You. I think the three of us want a defensive player at eight. Mm -hmm. um, and Liam said that we want. Ghost Peppers, what's going on, brother? Ghost Peppers. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's your uh, Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, man. It was a good game, man. I'll give you that. I, uh, I appreciate Bulldogs. I It's hard because, too, uh, you know, being a Falcons fan, I got to see all the shit talking that, or sorry, crap talking that Georgia Georgia fans were were saying about Ohio State. And I had to like really bite my lip for a couple of days, so I just chilled. But I let them have it; they won it; they earned it. Yeah, you're right, and you can say whatever you want, buddy. Out of your Falcon mind, man. Out of your Falcon oh, mind. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Derek, what's up, man? First time tuning on, everyone. What's going on, brother? What are we talking about as far as Falcon? Now we're going to get into some of the news today. To we're going to talk about. about yeah, man, we had some defensive prospects that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. okay, since that's kind of Adam's uh, specialty, that's what we want to talk to him about. Uh, False Park said he's a Desbian and he's probably proud of it. That's a I proud Desbian. He came out. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what's going on, Tommy? This is my buddy Tommy, man. We, uh, we actually, Tommy, okay. we, yeah, his son, his, okay. his son played with uh, Liam for a bit. Tommy Shelby, what up, buddy? And Foster <laughs> said when he was, when he put on that nine this year's watch, I, I think he is going to go back to nine this year from what, mm -hmm. uh, from what we're hearing um yeah so anyway uh what do you think about the car news buddy i think i saw it was 150 million was that right four years 100 guaranteed uh Has that yeah, been, yeah, that yeah. been verified yet yeah he basically got the exact same contract that he got with the raiders um <laughs> but um so one thing i i always get into this with the the, the lamar stuff with us is that the structure of the contract is only 12 million dollars over the course of the next two years so it's actually mm -hmm. a really affordable deal and New Orleans can get out of it in two years if they want to, and he's got a no trade clause. So um, I'm not a big Derek Carr fan, so uh, I don't really see this as a move, uh, a needle no mover for them. Um, they're just they're they're trying to. I, I love it as a Falcons fan because they're trying to cling on to what they had. They did have a great defense, great team, but um, reality is they're gonna have to cut some players. They're gonna have to like players are getting older. Cam Jordan looked like a shell of himself last year through uh, as a passer. So I mean, it's just. You know what I mean? Like running back by by any means necessary as a Falcons fan, keep keep doing it because I I know they beat us twice, but one Mariota fumbled the game, and then the second was like um, Desmond Ritter's second game. So I mean, you just look at the trajectory, and they're kind of like here, just like plateauing. We're kind of like slowly itching up to that mm -hmm. to that high point. So I mean, if if you look at it, I'm I'm all for what they're doing uh, because I just think it at the end of the day, it's going to be really good for Atlanta because, like I said, Derek Carr's a good quarterback is not a great one, and so it doesn't really move the needle for me. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, Mike, our buddy Chris, texted me um, this morning when they when they signed him, and uh, asked him, I was like, "How do you feel about it?" And he was like, "I'm okay with it." And he was kind of the same reasons for you as far as the money. You know, it wasn't going to hamstring him that much because they're already. I mean, you know, they're already. They got to make moves right now. They have to, yeah. I mean, like, and and so it looks like uh, Jameis is going to be probably a cap casualty at this point. Um, mm -hmm. So. And I've seen some folks that well, said they would like to take Jameis as a backup for Dez. So, yeah, I kind of like scratched my head on that one too. But, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't, Not I can't, chance, buddy. 
Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Titans possibly moving on from Derrick Henry. Any interest there? I like love the player. Like absolutely love Derrick Henry. Um, and I, I'm sure Arthur does too. But <laughs> yeah, sure he does. <laughs> he always like that was. I remember the first full year was him basically talking about how great his old Titans team was, mm-hmm. like when yeah. he was in Atlanta. And it's true. Like they had some really good pieces in AJ and um, Derek and Corey Davis and stuff. But um, no, I like every ship has to come to dock, right? <laughs> I guess you could say. And uh, Derek, Derek was a great player. And I'm sure he'll probably give one or two more good years. But I would rather just draft a guy um, that can kind of be a counterpunch to Tyler's power. Tyler's really good, and I'd rather just get a guy that that can not take carries away from him, but like mm-hmm. just compliment kind of, him. Yeah, yeah, compliment yeah. him. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, we we've talked about it before. It's like you don't necessarily in this offense need a bell cow type of guy. I mean, it's if uh-huh. you, if you got him, great. But I mean, you know, you this we saw last year, you know, you can split the carries pretty easily and mm-hmm. be really really effective, especially if you got similar guys like you know caleb and until he got hurt you know tyler was pretty similar of course cp until he started kind of wearing down throughout the year so yeah i mean they're probably definitely going to add i would think in the draft there's a lot of good guys a lot of good running backs they can add later on if they want to jump up there and maybe get somebody like jameer earlier in the i mean i loved i don't know i mean gibbs i love i mean obviously i do did you see did you see his verified 40 after today no, dude, uh, you got to feel, yeah, because I was at the freaking ballpark all day. I didn't see any running backs. I didn't see any, any offensive linemen. So, what, how, how, did, so how did you do? I think he ended up running like a 437 or something like that. Right. But this morning when it came through, he said, and he showed a picture of him stop past the 40 yard mark, and it said 423. Oh, shit. So he's so he's fighting with the NFL over his 40, 40 time being 423. I, I liked him before that, but if he's got 423 speed, uh, sign me up like right away. Well, I mean, if you, you watch him on film, you can see it. I mean, when he when he gets in the open, he just pulls away, dude. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. his speed is it's like just stupid. Um, Man, so, I like so quick question, in the customer. Adam, do you think that um, Arthur Smith is going to get? A person just like Tyler that can compliment him when he tired, we bring him in, he do kind of the same thing. Or you think he gonna go in a in a different like somebody that's quick, fast, can catch out the backfield, a speedy type guy. Like what do you think so, he going after? So do you think what I think he should do or what Arthur's gonna do? What both, both, <laughs> both. So both. what I think he should do, I think he should get a speed guy like you're you're saying, like Tajay Sharp. Um okay. from I think what is he, Toledo? No. Was it Toledo? Uh, I don't know where he's from. Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears. Um, Tulane. Tulane, yeah, that's yeah. it. Taj, like he, he was a really good player. Um, or Gibbs, like I would 100 percent take Gibbs in the second. It's just like I think that element of our offense is what we're lacking is like this mm-hmm. home run hitter. But I think there's one thing like there's like it's funny the Falcons will leave like little tidbits, but not a lot of people will keep up on them. But one known fact from when they were coaching the Shrine Bowl is that they got to pick who they wanted on their team. And Atlanta emphatically took all of the big running backs. So I'm just thinking they're just like, hey, we're going to punch this ball in your mouth and you're going to deal with it for four quarters. We're going to have Algier who's going to run it 12, 20 times. And then we're going to have, I don't know, Roshan Johnson from Texas Mm -hmm. deal with you another 15 times. You're going to have to deal with 35 carries with 225 coming downhill at you. Right in your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. So like, I think they should add some speed. 
I don't think Arthur believes in that. I think he just wants to punch <laughs> you as many times. Like, I think it's like Floyd Mayweather when he's going to yeah. keep just punching you. Not really going to knock you out, but he's going to keep punching you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's what it's going to be. He's just going to he's going to keep with the Powerball. A guy like Zach Char- Charbonnet from UCLA mm-hmm. is another. I really like Roshan. I think I think Roshan's like Tyler Algier with a little bit more burst and speed. Um, okay. So I would I would love. I would love a guy like Roshan, especially his draft projections, like fourth, fifth round. That's that's a that's a money pick right there, especially in this like this style of offense where you're going downhill and getting outside. Like I, I really, I really like Roshan for us. I was going to ask you how he did because uh, yeah, he would have started on any other team. Uh, you know, had he not been behind Bijan. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like uh, it's, it, but yeah, he fits the mold perfectly. But so he, he, did he look good yesterday? He had some good numbers and. I mean- they all look so good. Like I know was... the thing. The thing where I was blown away by with Jameer Gibbs. Like I knew Gibbs was good. I knew him at Georgia Tech, a phenomenal player. Like he was just great. The, like his feet. Like there's absolutely zero wasted motion. Like he, he he doesn't lose speed off cuts, and that's so absolutely rare. Uh, Roshan's big, heavy, powerful, so you can see it. But he's got quick feet. Bijan's unbelievable. Like I I don't know. Like I said, I I wouldn't hate him at eight. For Atlanta, just because if you're going to be an elite running team, like you might as well get an elite running back. So I, those are the two two things I tie. And it's funny because I know Carrie hates that. Me and her always butt heads on that. But listen, if uh, that's what I'm saying though. But I also have this other thing. Uh, is that like if you went to the Eagles, like it would like that would be a dream team. Like, you know, you know, I don't even want to think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, like Bijan, Bijan on the Eagles with Jalen AJ. Uh, that would be some really fun football to watch. And, like, I'm a fan of football, too, so, like, I don't know. I, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the Eagles, but I understand. I mean, it's – yeah, it, it sucks for me, like, having to even root for Jalen on the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. – yeah. Yeah, you told me that during Super Bowl week. Yeah, you fucking terrible. Jerry just said <laughs> I had someone tell me that they think the Aints will win the division now with Derek Carr. Carr's just okay. No, he's the definition of a high pocket. Like, dog, that's just a plain – why would you think you win in a division like with get Dirk? Like, why would you be that confident with Derek Carr? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, Coach Pepper said, good running backs in this league are dime a dozen. Arthur Smith knows how to develop them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could definitely say that. Said so in Keaton Mitchell, that man is blazing fast. Mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, She said, plus, aren't they 14 minutes over the cap? Before even signing Carr, they're going to have to lose some players. So glad yep. our cap isn't an issue anymore. Yep, Kamara likely be suspended. Yeah, I mean, that, I that love video. the turmoil they're in. It just seemed like it's all going bad, <laughs> and I'm it's like like watching a house burn. <laughs> and smiling, like I love it. Well, there you go, man. Des is all in. People are gonna start falling in line with that that take. Carrie, Carrie's gonna come around to it too. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there she you is. You know how much you love me. <laughs> So man, you would take him at eight, John, or just not at eight? I'm not. I'm not going to cry tears if they took him because he is a, just a ridiculous talent. Like, yeah. would I do it personally? No, but I, if yeah. they did, then yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be. I, now, I mean, if they did, you can't watch him and be upset. Would, would by y'all it. be fine with him getting the most curries and have Tyler the secondary? You'd have to if you take him at eight. Yeah. Damn, both of y'all said that. That's hard. Yeah. Tyler just ran a thousand yards. Y'all would do that. <laughs> Y'all cold. Mike, Mike have you have you seen have you seen Bijan play football? No, I no, I haven't watched college. Okay. See, I don't okay, so is it I, generational so, like that? Like, oh my god. It's that he's, so the, best, he, he's, he's the best running back prospect I've seen in ten years. Since, since like uh oh, yeah, shit. like 
So people compared him to like prime Todd Gurley. Remember when prime Todd yeah. Gurley was running for like two thousand yards? Like that. Yeah. That's what they were saying he does. Oh shit! Okay. He's kind of like, I mean, he's big, but he's stupid fast. He's got, yeah. he's cuts in and out of his brakes. Run I mean, through you. Yeah, yeah. Vision's unbelievable. I mean, like, he's like everything you want a running back. I mean, like, okay. he's, if you, and I'm not even really big on taking running backs in the first round anymore, but I mean, and not that you even, like I said, in our offense, I mean, you don't, like I said, you don't need that bell cow, bell cow type of guy. But if Arthur looks at him as like, that's the dude that's going to take us to elevate that offense to the next level, then okay. I mean, I'm not going to, like I said, I mean, you can't, you can't watch the guy and then be like, man, this, this is a terrible pick because he's just, mm-hmm. he's that damn good. But, you know, okay. I know I still go defense stuff. It was me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, Chris said, what are y'all's thoughts on running back BJ Taylor? Uh, BJ Baylor, who's on our roster? Damn, skinny word on that? Or do you? I don't even know who that is. I was going to say BJ Baylor. I've never heard that. Say, yeah. I mean, me either, man. Are you trolling us, sir? What's good, Mike? Good on it. Good to see you, bud. Dad said, "Look at Arthur Smith down with the fifth rounder with Bijan. It'll be record-breaking stats." Yeah, man. You never know, man. You absolutely never know. Um, so, yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, and the Cowboys franchise, Tony Pollard, which not too surprised by, was mm-hmm. looking how uh, how uh, you know that that season finished up, and Calvin Ridley finally reinstated. How about that? Mm-hmm. We finally get our pick. And need you to do good, buddy. More. Yeah, and no, we need him to do as good as good as possible. So, all right, man. So we're going to move on to main reason we did this show today is defense with Damsky. Defense with Damsky. Let's do it. All right, man. So looking at these prospects, man. If you look at ESPN's top five, yeah, and this is I'm just ran, picking this randomly for for you know discussion's sake. Bryce Young, number one, Will Anderson, two, Jalen Carter, three, CJ Stroud, four, and Tyree Wilson, five. So, obviously, three defensive players in the top five on ESPN's board. You agree or disagree with any of that? Anybody you'd add up there? And we can just take it from there. I, I, with the, with the, with the way they're going, or just the three just players that are there? No, yeah, well, the three um, players either way, yeah. People don't want to say it, but I'm pretty sure Christian Gonzalez is a better prospect than Tyree Wilson. Um, Tyree is an extremely big and strong player, but he's very raw. And you can't just get by being big and strong because everybody in the NFL is big and strong. That's just how it is. Everybody's a freak. Um, Christian Gonzalez has some real serious traits as a cornerback. Plus, he's already good at what he does. I think I if, if I was saying I was in a position where somebody put a gun to my head who's going to be a better prospect, Tyree Wilson or Christian Gonzalez in five years, I would think Christian Gonzalez would be a top flight corner in the NFL. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, that was one of the guys I did. Actually, I, I think I did Tyree Wilson too. Um, mm-hmm. and I, oh, John. Man, I have no idea what who he's talking about, but I know he just said something controversial because the look on his face <laughs> – I, I just know he just dropped the bomb. But I have no idea. It's hilarious. Uh, no, no, no. He's so serious. I know he just said something crazy, but I just don't, I don't know the person. Well, no, it's not crazy, dude. I mean, Christian Gonzalez. I mean, I, I did one of our draft videos. I did, but that was one of the guys I did. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, watching the film, like there's not a lot that you can dislike about him. And then looking at what he did at the combine, he just backed up everything he did on the field. Okay. Um, 
and folks seem to forget how much that affects your pass rush, whether whoever you have um, in that front yeah. seven. Um, so, yeah, I'm all about – and I, I actually I, I was looking at Christian and Witherspoon in the same week. So I was looking mm-hmm. both of their films. Obviously different size players. You got Christian, the bigger guy. Witherspoon more of a – Witherspoon is probably more of a ball hawking type of guy. He play, he can play, he can high point the ball so well, and he's he's got he understands when to jump, when to get his hands on the ball. Great at that. Um, Christian, dude, I'll be they just don't throw a Christian a lot, man. It's similar to AJ. Like he doesn't get thrown at near, like a lot of the film I watched. I mean, once, twice during the game, and you know it's not a, it's not a whole lot. And he's somebody who can man up. He's got a strong punch. He can he can drop back cover and in, in space pretty well i didn't see a whole lot of deficiency there no matter how you wanted to play so i mean like to me man like i go back and forth with it but i and with wilson i kind of saw similar things man he's strong and he can bull rush the hell out of you but like other than that like he's got to develop some other stuff i mean i'm just not going to fly with some of the off with some of the nfl tackles man it's like so you know I, i'm for me and i've said it before man I, I would rather not reach for a pass rusher at eight mm-hmm. that I think might be good, but I know mm-hmm. Christian is damn good. Like I know I've you. seen it and like, mm-hmm. I, I can like, you know, those seem to be a little bit easier to project than sometimes mm-hmm. like I'll compare pass rushers sometimes to quarterbacks. You don't know how they're going to, like they may look great, but man, that's once, once you get to the league, it's just a different animal, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down with Christian Gonzalez at eight, man. I, and what do you think about uh, another guy that's been kind of controversial, man, Lucas Van Ness, uh, a lot of folks, like him a lot and i saw obviously daniel but jeremiah mocked him at eight some Mm -hmm. folks lost their minds over it but i think i think so i was listening to a podcast uh draft podcast and they were saying like early on in in draft process people will put out mock drafts just basically with like the top guys right now in the nfl they don't like study traits they don't study like height weight all that kind of stuff so i think seeing guys like Miles Murphy in the top five, people are like, oh, why is Van Ness being mocked before Miles Murphy? That kind of thing. Miles Murphy is a project, too. Like, like Lucas Van Ness, Miles Murphy, uh, Keon White, like, all those guys are prospect, are, are, are raw prospect. Like, these guys aren't going to give you 10 sacks right out the gate like a Nick Bosa. Like, that's, that's not what you're getting, and you're going to have to put serious work into developing these people. But the Falcons have been so restricted from like actually rushing the passer that falcons fans just want to get a guy to get a guy you know what i mean like and it's they don't really understand that there's other avenues to developing this pass rush and i think terry fontenot who i i think like i think terry's doing a great job i love terry fontenot but his interview at the thing he said like like yeah we got to get pass rushes but if we aren't covering, it doesn't matter who we have back there. If our linebackers aren't covering, if our corners aren't covering, it doesn't matter who's trying to affect the passer because nobody's getting the, to the ball in two seconds. Um, so I think there's something to be said. Like when I, I I was one of the first, 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 first people on Christian Gonzalez, and I said, man, I would take him with the eighth pick. Oh, you're crazy. We don't need that. We need pass rusher. We need this. We need that. And it's just it's the reality of the situation. Like you need you need cover guys. You need like four or five deep cover guys. And people just don't see that. They're just like, oh, this is this one way I think, or like a podcast host from another podcast would be like, no, anybody tells you a corner, they're an idiot. We need pass rushers. But the same, like you're gonna get a developmental pass rusher in the second that's gonna fit the scheme, like the exact same way that you're gonna get a developmental pass rusher in the first that fits the scheme. Like it's just like that's these kind of rushers 
when we're looking for these 270 70 pound rushers like that's the theme of this draft so you can get a developmental one like Derek Hall or Keon White in the second versus a guy like Miles Murphy or Lucas Van Ness in the first like what's the difference there I don't know we don't know they got to get into an NFL building but either way both of those sets of people they have ways to go before they're going to be a good pass rusher that's true. And I think the, the more people understand that that these guys aren't finished products is then I think we'll be progressive in what we're trying to do, like what we're trying to teach listen, listeners, right? Like, that's why I, I say, look at Christian Gonzalez. Like, he's got a high ceiling, but he's already a good player. Like, he's going to be a CB2, and he's going to be really good at it right away. But he's he's still he's still got room. Like, the, the Christian Gonzalez you're getting tomorrow is not the one that's going to be in five years. Like, he's going to be a good player. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're looking at what we're trying to do right now, like Christian Gonzalez probably gives you the best bet of being a better uh, defense. And I, I tweeted this a couple uh, a while ago. I said, Atlanta's really close to having a really elite secondary. And I don't think fans understand that enough. Like, if they made two moves in signing Jesse Bates and Christian Gonzalez, this thing would be taking off and you would see a much better Falcons defense. And not enough people understand that because they, they get into a one way of thinking and then that's it. But Atlanta's really close. Because if Christian Gonzalez hits and Jesse Bates comes in and, and, and he's the player that he was in Cincy and Richie Grant takes the next step in his development, you bring back Isaiah Oliver and this thing's really rocking on the back end there. And they're going to be doing some real good stuff. So, I mean, it's just it's just avenues to do. And I think that I think that's the one thing I'll toot my own horn about is that I look at many avenues rather than just one because that can make us a better team long term, right? Talk your talk. See, man, he's saying open up your third eye and see that we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's all he's telling y'all. See, can you smell it, man? We get out there. Hey, uh, he bring up a great point when he say we one step away from having an elite D. Like he said, not one step, but very close to having an elite D. If you get Jesse Bates and a, and a good number two corner, you really have an elite secondary. Oh, yeah. It'll look good, man. Mm-hmm. Big time. Said, I'm with John. B. John is a beast, but a running back at eight. Give me a corner. Give me a pass rusher, a defensive playmaker. She, look, look at Damsky's face. Look at him. He wanted, uh, um, but I know we took a tight end at four, so I'm not even going to be shocked if we took a running back. See, I won't be shocked at anything. At least, that we do at least Carrie understands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not so far fetched, but she's in the right mindset. Like, Christian mm-hmm. Gonzalez is right there. That's the guy. That's, that's the one we should be going just, for. Can you say I want Gonzalez at eight? Nervous the Lions will get him before us, though. I think uh, I, was, I was listening on Saturday to the combine. I think Jeremiah said the most logical spot to him in his eyes for the Lions was uh, Anthony Richardson. Um, mm-hmm. And and it was kind of like, you know, people say, like, there's no way. Well, you could have Jared Goff there. And he says, not really because of what Goff is. It's basically what mm-hmm. Richardson and his contract would do for the Lions. You know, they had their quarterback for a lot cheaper rate. They can keep building what they got going on there, which mm-hmm. kind of made sense. So, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? We'll see. Uncle Steve, what's Uncle happening, Steve. brother? So, what's up, guys? I like Gonzalez as well. Thank you, 95 North Burt. Are there any of those highly projected defensive guys we should steer clear of? Beasley-esque vibes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got any Beasley-esque vibes for anybody, man? I uh, Miles my, my Murphy is that. I kind of was I know it's, that. Yeah, it's the same school, but he's just so many times I'm watching film and he's just getting thrown out of gaps, not not even placed out of gaps. He's getting thrown out the club. So I mean, it's like, it's it's like I'm like, like if he's doing that against like you know what I mean Georgia Tech, like 
I can only imagine what like the like the Lions O line with like Ragnow and and Panay Sewell is gonna do to him. Like, yeah. So I I do question that. Like, that's why when people are like, oh no, we need Miles Murphy at eight. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I like sure, why not? Like, you know, as long as a defensive player, but I mean, I, he's just got to get better and, and and stronger. Another one, he's not a first round pick, but I soured on him really quick when i was doing evaluations was uh sia Ika, the the baylor Dude, or sorry, is it the tackle uh, the no the tackle. yeah the baylor is he yeah baylor? yeah baylor no yeah yeah baylor yeah yeah baylor yeah. um he's just way too finesse to be in 360 like i there's too 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 much finesse to his game and too much inconsistency and i i loved him like t- a year ago i i thought he was a great great prospect but uh i'm just uh I I was very disappointed when I was watching that film. Yeah, that's why you can't watch just highlights. Because if you watch just highlights mm-hmm. of Miles Murphy or Eka, all you're going to see is them mauling people, you know. So, mm-hmm. like when I watched, I saw the same thing, dude. Like I was watching uh, film on Eka, and it's like I was I think it was West Virginia game. I mean, he just getting held up by a guard, single yeah. single by himself. Sometimes like, undersized just, I mean, centers too. And exactly, like, and uh, and it was just not what you would think a guy that because he's kind of your traditional you know one technique type of guy you know and it's like that's number one you gotta have a good fit for that in the league it's not necessarily the same you know it's not 15 years ago when that was fairly common with those three four fronts that were ran all the time but i mean yeah i don't don't, i'm I'm with you there man and and murphy yeah i mean there's there's games you just don't even know he's on the field um you know there's some games he's yeah he comes out of nowhere i mean it's he's just very inconsistent so i kind of feel like that too man i I, that's the one dude i don't want to take at eight um, yeah you know and what, what's your thoughts on brian Breesy, man like I, I love the story i love like the injury concerns i know are there but like had himself hell of a combine you know i mean mm-hmm. what, i mean first first off shout out to that guy like prayers to that dude like he's been through yeah. hell this year like i could not believe all the all the adversity so uh yeah like prayers for him to even suiting up uh after everything he went through but uh yeah, he's a, he's a little bit of a. I always said like he's he's definitely got the traits, mm-hmm. um and I I I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's a top ten player, I think he's that fringe end of first early second player, but I could see him going to a team like Kansas City and like Chris Jones just taking him under his wing and then him just mm-hmm. being like an absolute freak picture <laughs> for the next ten years. But I think I think he's raw. I think. I think it's to be said last year he played a lot of defensive tackle for them and then he was getting bounced out a little bit too much. So they put him at defensive end to kind of try to protect him a little bit. He just wasn't down with being nitty gritty last year. And that's that's okay. You can be a deep big defensive end. Like big defense defensive ends work for us. That's what we're gonna kind of be transitioning to here in Atlanta. Um, but he just doesn't have that speed to bend that corner like that. So I mean, he's he's a good player. I think he's I think he's raw just like like all the other players, but he's I would I'd be hesitant to take him in the first. I think he'll slip a bit. I think that's to be said about a lot of these power rushers. The NFL doesn't value power rushers, they just don't. I, I think you'll see a guy like Will McDonald go before a lot of these power rushers mm-hmm. and people will be like, Oh, I didn't see that coming. But the NFL just loves twitchiness, like they just obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. A guy that can bend the corner, whether it's at two thirty or two forty. That's why guys like Big Beasley go in the top 10 because when you see that speed that that able to bend like they just absolutely love that instead of having a guy like i i for me one of my favorite defensive players was brandon graham 
and he's a power rusher, and he just like he's played twelve years, thirteen years in the NFL because he just he just knows how to go through you rather than around you. He's like, why do I need to go around you when I can just go through you? Um, so I think there's something to be said about that. Like I, I remember last drafts, like I like Jermaine Johnson a lot, but people don't like him as a defensive end because he doesn't go around people; he goes through them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's something to be said that that pass rushers slip a bit, but they're always productive. They end up being at least really good um, uh, run run players. Um, so, I mean, at least you're getting something out of them rather than nothing because I think pass rushers are uh, – sorry, bendy pass rushers are, are kind of one-hit notes. They're either really good at rushing the pass or they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really – they're not really a plus in the run game, so it's – it's kind of hard because you're, you're you're kind of hoping everybody picks up the the slack for him not being good in the run game. You know what I mean? Uh, just because he's so good at rushing the passer on on pass down. So um, yeah, I, I I think I think pass rushers that are power rushers in general. Um, I I think that's the trend we're going to for our defense. So I, I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, breezy. I I, I like him, but I, like if he was there in the second, I would I would probably take him. It's just it's top top ten's way too rich for my uh, my blood there. Yeah. What's going on, Alberto? Yo, yeah. fellas, Gonzo was my guy. Huge fan Alberto. Chris Pepper's absolutely not trolling. Look it up. Our back BJ Baylor from Oregon State could definitely be a dominant rough. We'll do that, buddy. We'll do that. Yeah. You should get your own show, Ghost Peppers. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Um, yeah, question. And undrafted guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miss Davis said the sign looks great, Mike. You even point out the sign behind you, man. Look at that. I, I got the audio Falcon Mind sign. Thanks, Miss Davis. It's not lit up because it's too light. You wouldn't be able to see it, but we're gonna try it later on. <clears throat> Curious, what's so crazy what's with so us? crazy with us getting on corner eight if it's BPA and TF? I have no idea what those mean. Do, do, do y'all know what she's telling me? Terry Fontenot. Oh, okay. And best best player, was, yeah, best player available. Saying. Yeah. Okay. And if I he's a good fit, I'll be happy getting Gonzalez. I'll better put him on my radar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Exactly right, man. And um, what you were just talking about with Nielsen, man. How do you think, or if you think it changed at all, the the view going into the draft for going from Pease to Nielsen's style affected how we made made a draft, or did it affect it at all? Yeah. No. It it does. And like they really did a good sell job on like, oh, we're gonna stay with style. If you know coaches, coaches don't change what they do. They they they're very they love what they do. Uh, there might be some wrinkles where they're playing a little bit lighter in the box, but he's gonna get power rushes. Like we're gonna get bigger on the D line. Like you we're not gonna do this bendy thing. Um, and that's where I really worry for a guy like Arnold Ebiketti. Um, great player, super great player. I just wonder how much that Ryan Nielsen's gonna like him. Um, and he's kind of got that frame where. I don't. I think he's maxed out on his weight. He's about two fifty eight. The last I seen. Yeah, I can't see him um, much heavier than that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to add on like you no know, seven pounds and be what he was, right? Um, but they could play it in the. They could play it in like what's called an over front, where you have three bigger defense alignment and one smaller one uh, who kind of drops and does that kind of stuff. So maybe they could play it like Arnold Ebiketti, um plays off the edge like that. But then that kind of is in tune with like. I don't think Lorenzo Carter would be bad in that sense if Arnold Evichetti is going to be doing that. And and if, if they're going to be running over fronts like that, then I could see that. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited for bigger D linemen. Um, he talked about being light in the box um, in an in interview, and I, I really like the sounds of that. 
Um, getting the players is going to be paramount to that actually working because if you're going to play six on five and hope six on when I say six on five, it's like the four D linemen, the two linebackers. So that's six versus five offensive linemen. I was just trying to explain that so Mike could could roll with me on that. Um, so six on, if you're going to be playing six on five, uh, you got to have really good tacklers and guys that can defeat blocks on themselves, right? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited because then it puts more guys in pass coverage if that's what they're doing. Um, and somebody I, I was looking at the chat too. Somebody mentioned Brian Branch as a nickel. Like he would be a great like he his forty time is going to probably drop him out of the first. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the second round, he would be a tremendous player to like kind of go with that nickel. Like Terry Fonda was talking about having a really good nickel corner. Uh, but be able to attack and be a linebacker sometimes too. Like that's Brian Branch to a T and his IQ would be like absolutely off the charts. And then you're at a mismatch when you have seven on five, right? So I think I think tackling's got to get better on this team. Like I know people point at Troy Anderson and be like, hey, he had a good season, but like a lot of his tackles were downfield, not, not at the line of scrimmage. Um, so I just think like our linebackers got to be upgraded a little bit and like our corners got to be, upgrade a little bit our defensive line's got to get bigger too so yeah like i'm i think the philosophy wise i think we will get bigger and i think that's what we do because defensive coaches are coaches in general don't drift far from what they've learned right Mm -hmm. and ryan nielsen's been a four down lineman um for a long long time um having an interview with a with somebody over defensive positions and probably not going to change his mindset on things right yeah, um, and I can definitely see. I mean, some a few former Saints probably maybe coming over. You know, that would fit that mm-hmm. description too. If that's something that they, you know, whether it be on your motto or, you know, mm-hmm. I know for I know Davenport's had the injury issues, but he definitely fits mm-hmm. that mold. If he can be healthy, man, that's a it's a so good when healthy. He's man, really good when healthy. yeah, damn good. Yeah, that's the only that's the mm-hmm. only caveat. Um, do you think that uh, any that Jalen Carter's draft? prospects got hurt at all by this or you think he's pretty much by the time the draft rolls around that'll be squashed and he'll go still top five and 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 on and caveat that with if by chance he dropped there at eight are you taking him at eight over gonzalez oh yeah yeah okay it's not even a question i like i said if he if he dropped i'd be coming from canada with that on the draft card absolutely Uh, yeah it's not even it's not even a question i it's it's a really sticky situation. Um, obviously, you feel terrible with the with, with what happened to the player, and um, I think she was she was involved with the with the with the school in some sort, right? I forget which. Yeah, she was uh, like a trainer, a, or something. A PA or trainer, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something something like that. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, the I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to say anything controversial, but I. They're being kids, right? It's just unfortunate that sometimes being kids can go too far. Um, he's 21 years old. Um, he probably makes a million dollars off of NIL. Uh, so when you're driving a fast car at 20 years old, I know I was going over a buck in Canada. It's kilometers, but I guess it'd be. I don't know what's. I don't know what's considered fast in the U.S. Like. Mm-hmm. The highways are like 65 there, right? There. Yeah, some, yeah, 65, 70, yeah, on the highway. <laughs> so what's, what's fast, like 100 miles per hour? Like 100? 100? Yeah. Yeah. 100? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm sure, like, I'm sure kids will be kids. I, like, I know I was going fast. I was driving my cars fast when I was a kid. 
and yeah, I was racing my friends and that's, that's basically what it is, right? Like he was racing his friends and a tragedy happens. Those things happen. Should he have run from the police? No, he shouldn't have, but, um, and, and made up like a, a different story. Yeah, no, he shouldn't have, but like he's a kid and he's going to learn. Um, it's just, it's just unfortunate the way that it ended. Right. Um, I just, I just hope he learns from it and I hope this doesn't define him as a person because it shouldn't um but you got to understand black athletes in general are held to a higher standard it's unfair um but he'll be labeled as like a thug and stuff like that now which is unfortunate because that's just that's the world we live in and it's it's extremely unfortunate because if lucas van ness did it it would probably would have been swept under the rug as oh kids will be kids um but as 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 it is, that's 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 how it is, and it's unfortunate. And I hope you know, like I hope Jalen does. I I hope he does fall to eight, and he can come back, and then that way he's around his people. Like he definitely needs his people too. At right at this point in time, mm-hmm. too, right. So yeah, staying in Georgia and getting the right support system would be great for Jalen as well. So um, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, no, I mean you both, man. And we talked. Me and Mike talked about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's immediately it's character issues, and I thought that it's kind of bullshit man i mean like if it's if it's character issues and we all got character issues i mean mm-hmm. i mean uh, i mean that's because like yeah i mean we all did dumb shit when we were 20 21 years old mm-hmm. i mean that's just mm-hmm. like mike said it last week cause, i mean some people get caught some bad things happen mm-hmm. some people yep. get away with it i mean like it's yeah. it all depends on you know your luck of the draw yeah. man, so mike uh mike said something very extremely relatable he's like if i got caught for all the dumb shit that i was doing i'd be in jail Yep. A lot of us are like that, man. Imagine if you had a million dollars on top of that at 20 yep. years old as well. I mean, you'd be doing some even more dumb stuff, right? Yep. So, it's what it is. Um, you know, praying for Jalen, obviously praying for the families involved as well. And yeah, I would, I, I would definitely say Jalen when I would even a damn thought about it. 100%, man. 100%. Uh, Carrie said, uh, there you go, buddy. The missed tackles drive me crazy. Damn, she isn't that one of the things they first things they teach in defensive coordinators. Yeah. I'm such a stickler on tackling um, because tackling's not taught right anywhere, mostly. Um, but I come from a rugby background. Um, so my background, I played college rugby, um, played Ontario for Team Ontario. So that's like, that would be like a state thing, I guess it would be there. Like provi- I played provincial, mm-hmm. so you'd be playing for like kind of like the state, I guess that would be in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, and tackling in rugby is like, you, you make 35, 40 tackles a game. Like almost everybody does. Um, so I come from a good background where I teach it differently than Canadian coaches, football coaches teach it. I teach it like rugby's kind of being brought into the NFL a lot now. Like Dan Quinn brought that, uh, Pete Carroll brought that. Um, and it's a really good, um, thing to teach. I don't know how NFL systems works. I went to Brown's training camp this year. My son's a Brown's fan. I know, I'm sorry, uh, but um, we went this year and they they do put a pretty big emphasis on tackling um, each way through. But again, you have to have a really good linebacker coach as well. Um, and um, I think we do. I think I think Bush is, is, is good. I think um, I, I've said it time and time again. I thought I thought DMPs asked a lot of our linebackers last year and they didn't really hold up to their end of the bargain but i also thought dean p put them in bad spots so um i think hopefully this year with the bigger defensive line you'll see better linebacker play but who knows 
Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, obviously, we know Gonzalez is your CB one. How it would be? Will be two or three for you if the, if he's off the board? Would there be another cornerback you'd be happy with us taking at eight or? At eight, yeah, well, Will Witherspoon without without question. Yeah, I said uh, earlier people love the expression, but he knocks the Sonic coins out of people. Yeah, dude smacks mm. the shit out of people, and uh, he can cover too. Like I, I post a lot of his highlights of him hitting people, but dude's sticky in coverage too. Um, I, I think Devin Witherspoon would be probably the next player. Down. I would take I would take Devin Witherspoon over the corners or over the pass rushers too. Um, a lot of people have Witherspoon as the as the top corner in this class. Um, it's kind of between Witherspoon and Gonzalez, but I also think I've I've heard numerous times. That I heard the Lions and the Raiders both like Witherspoon a lot, so I've kind of been operating under the the thought process that he might not be there when we pick. Um, another guy, um, a lot of people are hiring Jerry Porter Jr. Um, the quarterback Long at a ass arms, man. Yeah, I I like him, but I I don't think he's a top ten. I don't even think he's a top twenty player. To be honest with you, I know it's a little bit controversial, but um, it's funny he didn't do any of the backpedaling drills and that was a major knock on him um, is that yeah, he dips. was shaded a lot um, at Penn state and he didn't, he never really had to backpedal. Um, yeah. So people are questioning like if he can do it. Um, and then he was never going to do it today because he had to go, he, he was really close with going Christian Gonzalez, like close to C- Christian Gonzalez. And that would have been really bad, really bad. It would have looked really bad when you see a guy like him. Like another guy, Emmanuel Forbes, I thought he struggled um, with the on-field stuff for DBs. Um, it's either he struggled or Christian Gonzalez is just really bad. I, I'm trying to figure out which one it is, yeah. right? But um, I, I just think Porter was smart for not going up. Uh, were a place where Christian Gonzalez is because you would see the deficiencies in their back pedals a lot. I think I, I have a problem with his press when he's in press. He shoots wrong hands a long time. His hands and his feet aren't intertwined when he's pressing. Um, and that's something in the NFL that's going to concern you a long time, especially when you're going up against like like Drake London's of the world. Like you're, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be tough because uh, those guys are big, physical, and they can run. And if you misstep, uh, NFL receivers just take full advantage of that. So, yeah, I, I, I think Will Witherspoon is the guy I like. Uh, DJ Turner, he was the guy in the second. That, that That's a nice little corner. He's from Michigan. And I liked I liked Ricks from um, Ricks from Bama, too. Uh, he's a little bit raw. Uh, but I also did like um, the one that I've been pounding the table for is uh, Julius Brents. Um, I forget his school, but it was a smaller school. Uh, yeah, Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible! Like he's huge. Uh, he's a really big corner. I think he's. I think he's got a lot of upside. I think he's going to go day two. But if you miss on Christian Gonzalez and you want another good fluid corner, like Julius Brents was really locked down in um in the Senior Bowl. He was really locking down everything. Uh, there he can run. Um, he was he was a guy I liked as well. But yeah, the corners. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good corners. You you can really get. I, w- I would take multiple stabs at it this year. I would, I'd probably take one or two uh, this year, but I would definitely not leave it alone because there's there's a lot of good ones. And we we talked last week about how the Falcons love the senior bowl players too. So, I mean, yeah. that could come into play too. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, when I watched Porter, man, it was um, 
when he did backpedal or had to flip, I think it's just because his hips are so high. He's got so long legs. It's just mm -hmm. he's not as fluid. Mike, if you go watch Christian, go watch Chris Gonzalez from the combine, dude. When he's backpedaling and, and turning, it's just so effortless and fluid, yeah. man. It's just my God. Like it's just, it's, it, it, yeah, he would have looked terrible next to, to him doing that or trying yeah. to do that. Um, yeah. It's one, uh, it's one thing I really teach to like the, my kids now is like, like hips don't lie, like Shakira said, right? Like they, they don't. And if if you're stiff, then you, it's gonna look stiff and it's gonna look rough. Big fan of Shakira, by the way. Yeah, you said. Uh, I better said thoughts on uh, Keitrell Clark from Louisville. Have you watched anything on him? I have not. So I've done some work on his draft class, just not the amount that I had. But I've heard good things about Clark. I've I've heard I, he's a guy I gotta check out. I was watching. They the NFL did a great job covering this year because they did uh, like kind of like highlights so to speak, of each drill. Mm -hmm. And uh, Clark was uh, a standout, a guy that I was like, oh, I got to go watch this film because he looks so fluid through drills. Um, and I think he ran good too. So, yeah, he was the guy. Cam Smith was the guy, like, too, from SC. Uh, his his senior bowl stuff was – or it wasn't Cam Smith. It was Rush. Darius Rush from the senior bowl. Side note, Kerry said, Mike, I think you added red in your hair. I have a lot of colors in my hair. I just redid it. Since I caught nice. our last live, looks good. Thank you. Can't go wrong with red and black. There you go. Such a great color combo. <laughs> you can't go wrong with it. Put it on anything. I only I like have gray it. and brown at the moment, but Let's see, see what I can. I'll see what I can do. Good. I got, got a little bit of gray. <laughs> Trey Purdy says, "Anybody have an insight on how Nielsen uses linebackers?" Dog, Thank who you, Trey. you think we got on the show? Hold on for a minute, sir. I'm insulted. Who you think we got on the show? You can't ask no defensive <laughs> questions and say if. <laughs> of course we got insight. We got Damsky on the show. Damsky, go ahead. So when I was watching them, uh, the one thing I, I came away with is, like, our linebackers got to be able to run. Like, they got to be able to run and cover. Because what DeMario Davis and Pete Warner were doing for New Orleans, like, they were responsible for crossers. So crossers is going from one side of the formation to the other side of the formation, exactly how you would think it would be. And their pickup, their key is when uh, – so it's a number – do you guys – I don't know. I've, so, so when you're coaching defense, you get it. So the number system is you work from one to you, to whatever number on the sideline. So if there's one receiver over there, he's one, right? So as a defensive player, you would say he's number one. But if there's four players over there from the from the sideline in, you would count one, two, three, four, and then their responsibility usually is three. So if three is coming across the field. They got to be able to run and go across that field. That's why I was talking. Me and me and John were talking about Ivan Pace Jr. Um, he's undersized, but he can run. And I said he would be a really good fit because on ski on on plays where he's got to run and haul ass, he's a guy that can that can do that. But he can also be a really good asset in the run game. Um, so you you the linebackers have to be able to run, but they have to also be what's called gap responsible. So on defense, you got A, B, and C, and D gap. A A is uh, between the guards uh, and center. Um, B is between uh, guards and tackle, and then CD is is tight ends and outside. Um, so they have they're usually responsible for A and B, and then they 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 slide as the as the as the play gets gets going. Right, the the D line will will get going on one side, and they'll they'll keep rolling, um, and they do what's called a fill and scrape. So the first linebacker fills the gap, the second one scrapes down a gap, and he usually that's how you usually stuff gaps and. What works for this system is that Ryan Nielsen has really big defense alignment. So they usually occupy what's called a gap and a half. So they're usually 
occupy like A and half of B gap, if that makes sense. And then the DN will be responsible for B and a half B and half of C. And then so what really what the difference you'll see there is the defensive line will be having hands on the offensive lineman, where last year DMPs were really forcing these guys to take on guards right off the bat. And they should be able to do that, but it takes a special kind of linebacker to do that. And Troy Anderson um, was not that kind of linebacker. The only real linebacker that we had that did that was Mikel Walker. But Mikel really struggled in open field tackling. Um, and it's, it's just so funny. We just had a bad mix of linebackers last year because they didn't complement each other well because what Rashawn did well like Mikel didn't do well. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it was kind of like a bad mix of linebackers. Um, but long story short, like these linebackers are going to be able to play a little bit more freely as long as the defensive line is doing good. Um, that's why I've been kind of advocating for a guy like Draymond Jones from Denver, um, who's a really big defensive tackle, who's a three down defensive tackle, who can play the run and play the pass. Um, you're going to need bigger defensive linemen. Um, and I just think getting a guy like Draymond, um, who's really good at what he does, helps Grady, but also helps the linebackers, right? Um, and then I do think we need to add a linebacker that can run a little bit better, like like an Ivan Pace or I like I like Henry Tootu Tootu or whatever Toto. from yeah, yeah. yeah from 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 Bama. He's he's a really good uh, a really good player too. So um, yeah, that long story short, linebackers got to be able to run. Uh, and be responsible for um, outside gaps. So I got a question because that really reminded me of something. Trey Purdy, uh, you are the only one, sir, who have taken advantage of what the, what I'm about to do. Now, now we have now we have Adam on the show. We can't waste that by asking him regular questions. You ask Adam when you get Adam. It's like Birdo. When you get it, you you gotta have questions lined up <laughs> for these two. So now we play Damsky the Mansky with the plan. Okay. You can't say that you, that you don't know because you're a coach. So we we just want your opinion is weighted, okay? Okay. We know you know what you're talking about, so we run down a few things and we get your take on them because they mean something to us. Let's go. The what what is your take on the prevent defense? You are a coach. Is this effective? Is this useful? Should this be banned? Go. <laughs> it's there's I so pre pre I wouldn't I wouldn't. Okay. But I'm an aggressive coach. Why we ran it last year was because of who Dean Pease is. He believes in that you don't have that you don't have the time when you're like there were some situations where they wouldn't have a timeout, but they could give up the middle of the field and they he like kind of didn't think that you could go down like that quickly to to take advantage of it. Okay. I wouldn't do it. I think there's avenues like a new def or not a new defense, but a defense that's becoming popular is quarters defense where you're playing quarter of the field. I think that's a better situation mm -hmm. than playing prevent because prevent you're already off and your corners are already giving up 10 yards. That's okay. And yeah. 12 yards, right? Like I would play quarters, but I would play it closer to the line and I would give them five instead of, and then being like, Hey, just, just go carry everything vertically. If you're going, if the route looks like it's going vertical, go vertical, even if it's not vertical, because then we'll just rally to the ball and tackle. But mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, it's just, but if that's not in my, that's not in my nature as a coach. Um, yeah. That's but some coaches are different. And I, when we went to it last year, I, 
I understood it because that's who Dean Pease is as a coach, but that's not that wouldn't be me as a coach. I don't think Ryan Nielsen doesn't strike me as that kind of guy mm-hmm. either. He seems like he's going to go get after it instead of just giving you what you what you des- like what you're trying to get. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Offenses run way too effective these days, and they've practiced these two minute situations way too much to being like, hey, here's eight yards off the hop. Go get what you want. Right. Uh, that's 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 just not in my that's that's not in my nature as a coach. And like you can ask any player that's ever coached. Like if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. I'm not going I down love giving it. giving I you love what you want. Yeah, I love it, buddy. Uh, now, uh, so let's keep going. Now in Canada, it's a double quarter pounder with cheese called a double royale with cheese. <laughs> we want to know because we heard that on Pulp Fiction. Is that true? Oh, a double quarter. Where so from where? Just so any regular like store. Double quarter pounder. If you go to McDonald's, it's called what at your McDonald's in Canada? Like, like the it's number. Called, four, it's called a it? double quarter. Yeah, it's called a double quarter pounder. It is number four. It's still a double quarter pounder. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. What? Well, well, that was good. Okay. Four. Great now, burger, I, by the way. That's a great burger. It is. It really it is, is trash, yeah. but it tastes great. Now, yeah. I would say, um, I I have another one. What is your biggest thing that you stress? in terms of football when you coach your defenses what's the number one thing that damsky is stressing to his defense um my biggest thing is play for each other um rally to the ball do your do your assignment right like i i, I would never like if, if a guy like one thing i always teach is like everybody to the ball i think that's a common theme a lot mm-hmm. of people talk it a lot not a lot of people coach it um but be there for one another right like i know one of my biggest thing is like when one guy's holding on to a tackle, but he can't bring him down and everybody's just kind of watching. I'd rather pack mentality where everybody comes in and finishes it. Right. So I, I, I say protect each other. Um, I'm a very fun coach. You know, you can ask any player that I've coached. Um, I, I want the kids to have fun. Um, I like, I let them wear whatever, cause in Canada, you can't wear any colored visors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have your back plate showing. You can't, they don't really let you express themselves. So the way I counteract that is Monday through Thursday, you can wear whatever you want at my practice. When a lot of coaches, they don't let that. And mm-hmm. I want them to have fun. And and I find when that's – like, you'll get better results when the kids are having fun. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, football is not about fun. you got to be serious. But the kids got to like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if I tell them to show up with, like, you know what I mean, with with no visor and the jerseys tucked and stuff, they're not having fun. Um, so my biggest thing on the field is – Play for one another. You know, if somebody throws a punch, everybody go in there. I'll take I'll take the blame for um telling them to do that. But that's that's just how I it love is. You, buddy. You gotta, yeah, you gotta protect one yeah. each other. Um and it's um it's it's a it's a unit. Like you guys gotta go as a unit. If if everybody's on the same page, then everybody should understand that, right? I love it. All right, let's keep going. Damsky the Mansky with the Plansky. The best cornerback you've ever seen is cornerback? Cornerback. I, I I gotta get the, the. I was young when Dion was playing. I was really young, mm-hmm. so I didn't really appreciate him the way I should have. Um, but Daryl Rebus probably was him for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, a low key one that never gets talked about is um, Antonio Cromartie. I've I fucking loved that dude play football, man. He was he was exciting. Um, he. He, did, he made a lot of crazy plays. Like, he did the Odell Beckham before the Odell Beckham. Like, a lot of people don't know that, but he made a really nice one-handed snag. Um, and he's he was a, he's a really underrated corner. Like, he had a 10-interception season that nobody talks about. Um, and he was, he, was, he was a really good corner. He was really fun through his 
through his prime. But I would I would say Daryl Rivas hands down was the funnest corner that I ever got to witness. Daryl Rivas, you heard of it? I got another one for you. How does Damski? Now you ordered a pizza. You had the oh, pizza yeah. that night. It's morning time. How are you reheating your pizza? How are you, are you putting in the microwave, oven, steaming it? How are you reheating steaming the slice of pizza? Um, I'm definitely I'm definitely air fryer guy. Oh, have you ever, have you, ever okay. have you ever warmed it up in the air fryer? No, I'm not, but I will. Right, buddy, it's it's literally it literally tastes like the exact same day before. There's no difference. It's oh. it warms up the exact same. Like it's I didn't do it, but I I, I can't. I got I bought an air fryer. Like first off. This is this is a hundred percent an ad for air fryers. Like oh, I dude. literally use air fryers for everything. It's I a cook game changer, everything. Dude. Yeah, it's I don't even I don't even use my oven anymore. I cook all my chicken. I cook everything in the air fryer. My my veggies. I cook them all in the air fryer. Uh, it's a game changer. So if you don't got one, go like you're you're seriously missing out. That's a game changer. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, put pizza. Warm up anything in the air fryer. You know what's. I'll tell you this, this is gonna this is gonna change your life. I don't know, is grilled cheese is a big thing there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do a grilled cheese in the air fryer. And then tell idea. me tell That's me about idea. it. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you, man. Yeah, air fryers, air fryers. I got, I got one more. Now, now this is the glaring one. All of us Falcons want to ask you. You are a defensive guy. Hate to bring this up, but when we lost the Super Bowl, <laughs> what would Damsky have done different? On defense, you can't affect offense. You were the defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl that we lost. What do you do different in the second during that game, especially in the second half? So long ago, I don't even, I don't even remember what we were doing. We fucked um, up royally. We, we lost it. <laughs> <and Adroy, laughs> we fucked up royally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we got, we got tired because what happened? We got yeah. tired and they kept. Yeah, I think. I would say to my offensive coordinator, hey, "Man, run the fucking ball." But exactly. <laughs> but. <laughs> I would. I there was a few times in the drive that I was like, "Why is Vic Beasley in coverage? He has 16 sacks this year. Like this is kind of crazy. We we, we kind of need to stop. Why is he in coverage? I mean, he could even made the interception on the goal line there. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember. I think it was either, yeah, or something like that. I don't even remember. But I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, why are we not rushing him? That makes no sense. Like he was having a really good year. Like probably should be rushing him at that point. But you kind of get, like I said, you kind of get complacent. And you don't think that these guys can move the ball that quickly. And New England was piping hot. So uh, Vic Beasley rushing more probably would have been my thing. And I probably would have not let him have um, the time. Like, I definitely would have been rushing a little bit more. Yeah. But Atlanta was just so passive. And they mm -hmm. didn't think they, they thought they had the, the, the perfect cushion. Um, Two, I would have benched Robert Alfred's ass for dropping that interception. Uh, that Julian Edelman made that dumbass catch. That yes. was yes. by far my biggest frustration from that game. Was it wasn't even it wasn't even uh super like he didn't even have to do a super crazy catch. Mm -hmm. It was pretty like jump ball, get it. Like it mm -hmm. was he could have made it. There was no reason. Um, one thing I always say to my players is don't be scared to be great, and he was completely scared to be great in that moment. I love 100%. it. Damsky to Mansky with the Plansky. You got to ask him questions when you get him on. I love it. Thanks, buddy. Question from No problem. Uh, he said the Chiefs are releasing Frank Clark. Is he someone the Falcons could look into? Um, he's probably he's probably just he's going to be fishing for a Super Bowl. Uh, he, either, he's either fishing for a Super Bowl now or you're probably looking for a huge payday. He's a good, he's a good player, but 
I would have a limit to what I would be paying him because he is a bit older too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's up um, there. Yeah, yeah so I would, I'd be cautiously optimistic. Like somebody was asking me too about uh, Leonard Floyd and B- Bud Dupree because they both got cut today by Rams mm-hmm. and, Ste- and uh, Titans. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, just, just not scheme fits. Just they're, yeah. they're just not there. There's not, uh, there's not there on uh, what they're <laughs> what they're doing. Damn, skeet up, man, skeet. Mike has, there. And hold on, because I do have one more. What is the <sighs> to you? Because you are a defensive coach. What is the position on the field that is hardest, but we overlook it? That that you just know personally, man. That that's a tough job, but that we all kind of overlook it. It's it's defensive tackle, man. Like there's defensive. so much Why defensive tackles. It's just such like a non-glory position. Yeah. But I, you if you ask any defensive coordinator what a player like a Vita Vea could do for your defense, it, it, it opens up linebackers. It opens up other pass rushers. Um, it just it would. And and they they don't they don't get anything out of it. They they're not pretty. They you know their contracts aren't massive. Um, it's just it's just a nasty position where you need you you need a good one. They're hard to find because you need guys that can play three downs, but they just don't get the glory that they should. You ask you ask any linebacker that has a good defense alignment in front of them, and say that defense alignment misses like a couple a, a, a nose yeah. tackle misses a couple games. Ask him what his life is like, and he'll tell you, hey, man, we need Vita Bea back, or hey, we need Draymond Jones back. That's why I've been advocating for Draymond Jones, because I, I think he does that for us. He he not only helps us at that one position, but he helps all the other positions around him. be huge, yeah. And one guy I like in the draft later, it'll be probably, he'll probably be, like, I mean, fourth, fifth round type of guy um, that could do that um, on a rotational is DJ Dale from Alabama. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude is... That's literally all he does. I mean, like he's not a fantastic pass rusher, mm-hmm. but he he wrestled in high school. The man has amazing balance. Like he does not get pushed backwards. Like he'll sit there and occupy two dudes, and he's either going to go <laughs> back into the backfield or he's going to stand right up, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's going to let yeah. those linebackers. Like he he Will Anderson and Toa Toa and those guys benefited so much from from him. Like Will mm-hmm. bringing in Will Anderson on stunts twist whatever he could get through because him and byron young were sitting there <laughs> occupying four dudes mm-hmm. by themselves mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like a lot of his success was there but yeah i mean i yeah i totally agree with you man it's just uh it's a it's the dirty dirty job that doesn't get a whole lot of praise or thanks oh, but carrie said uh, my question for damsky there. Questions. you you have to ask him why you got him so so carrie got another question for damsky she said her question for you is can you be her ketchup chips plug she said, "Are they good?" She always wanted to try them, but she'd never been to Canada. Now, what is the ketchup chip, buddy? I'm, uh, I'm dying, Doug. Uh, ketchup <laughs> chips are pretty. They're pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, they are good. Do you guys have all dress chips there? Or no. What are they called? All dress? I don't think so. I don't even well, know. What that is. <laughs> no. Okay, so ketchup chips, I think, are a little bit overrated. All dress chips are what you need in your life. They're my favorite chip by a mile. And uh, you know what, John? When I come down to Georgia in June, I'll bring you a bag of both ketchup and all dress chips. Yes, and you guys, yes, you, you, yes. You, guys, you guys can try them because then you'll be, you'll be hooked. And then I'll, I'll, you can get them on Amazon.ca. If you go Amazon.ca, you can order these Canadian things. You might pay a little bit more, but mm-hmm. you can order them. Mm-hmm. Well, I already have a chip problem, so that could be yeah. an issue. There because, no, yeah, but- me too. 
Yes, yeah, that's like biggest yeah. difference between the states and Canada is what? Just for one, just one glaring difference. Uh it's this is gonna be super controversial because we're he is dropping known. bombs today. I, I love this. <laughs> so I I go to the, I go to the states often. I, I do. I, I go various places in the south, West Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Um I, I travel a lot. I live in Canada. I will say people in the States are more polite. Oh, I never heard that. I heard Canada. Never heard that either. Nice. I, 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 that's one more. I don't know. I, maybe I'm an approachable guy and people are nice to me, but it's, I, it's, it's really controversial. And I say that to all my Canadian friends all the time. And they're like, there's no way. I'm like, man, Canadians are rude as hell because I, they they think they're entitled, like you know, you know what I mean. Like I think they think they're better than everybody, but they're. I honestly feel like people in the states are more polite than Canadian than Canadians. That's hilarious. And I've said that before. I've said that before. And people look at me like I'm dumb. Yeah, I've definitely never heard that before. That's hilarious. The South um, representing. South yeah, when I went to South Carolina, I went to a Popeyes chicken there and. Uh, they were out of chicken. I thought it was going to be World War II. But, bam, people were, like, singing. They're like, hey, we'll wait for chicken to come. I was like, oh, damn, man. I'm like, this is, this is like, we're all having sweet tea. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man, that's hilarious. All right, man, we're clutching. We're approaching the hour and a half, so we'll probably go ahead and, and start wrapping up. So I'm going to just run through some players, man, and you can just give me a quick snippet on them, something that we know that people are interested in we want to touch on. Oh, mm -hmm. real quick, though. Carrie says she didn't know she could order from Amazon Canada. Neither did I, so I'm going to have to go yeah. check this out myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dan Aaron Lewis. said, yeah, who is holding a gun to your head to say we are polite. It's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe it depends on the part. I guess it's depending on the, the area that you go the to. Southerners, that's what Carrie said. I'll say that's one of the biggest differences, too. And the U.S. is like, I go to Dick, so we don't have Dick Sporting Goods here. Mm -hmm. um, and like, all of our American players, like they flock to it the second that we get to the States. Mm -hmm. And the biggest difference is like, it's like football cleats, hockey stuff, baseball stuff, guns. That's it. That's not, that's not something that happens <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. 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 Like people try out guns and stuff yeah. and I'm like, what the heck is going on? It's, that's oh, yeah. it's weird to me. Yeah. No, it's still kind of weird to me, to be honest. But, yeah. um, all right, man. So, and you can, this can just be commenting on like, you know, your thoughts on them for us, you know, quick thoughts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I will start edge rusher, well, I guess, slash linebacker, Nolan Smith, what, after his stupid combine and season. Yeah. What do you think? Really, really good player. One thing that I, I've, hey, the, the dog like Nolan Smith. My, my, my puppy, yeah, no puppy, he's a dog, right? Mm. It's Nolan Smith. Uh, no, um, one thing that I've seen that I actually am interested in, I, and just seeing his, his play style, um, I'm I'm curious to see him as an off-ball linebacker instead of an edge rusher because I don't Same. think he's there as an edge rusher. Um, I think he's I think he can be a really good off-ball linebacker. Um, off-ball linebacker being like a, a a Mike linebacker, so an inside linebacker or a Will linebacker, which is next to the Mike linebacker when you have those two linebackers when mm -hmm. when we're in nickel. Um, so I, I'd be curious to try him there because he's a really good athlete and there's no real alpha middle linebacker in this class. So I would probably try him there. Like I'd be, I'd be intrigued. Um, he's one of those players you kind of get into your building and then you, 
you you find everybody else's spot and then you plug the freak at that spot that you need, right? Yeah, I think um, he's so one yeah, of, I would, yeah, I think he's one yeah, of those guys that could definitely cover those crossers you were talking about with uh yeah, he's actually he run, he's yeah. tall, he's physical, yeah, like hundred percent. Trenton Simpson, Drew Sanders, Jack Campbell. Um so Jack Campbell, I did some work on. He's a he's a really good Mike. He's a he's a he's a guy, and his athletic score actually was really good. I think he he was 99th percentile on a lot of stuff, which shocked me because he would be a really good Mike. I have my questions about having two young linebackers, especially one that's super raw and Troy Anderson. But Jack Campbell is one of those guys that does everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he he's just not like twitchy enough, and so people don't love that. But there was a guy that the Bengals drafted that really solidified the middle of their defense was Logan Wilson. And he reminds me a lot of him. I love Logan Wilson coming out. Um, so he would be a guy that I would be interested in. Um, Trenton Simpson, uh, another athlete of a linebacker. I, I question if he's going to be physical enough in the NFL. Um, I, I do like him because he can run. Um, but if you're playing him as a will, uh, that it kind of unlocks him a bit to like kind of do the crazy stuff. Um, and just kind of run around and hit shit, and that's kind of what he's good at. Um, who's the other linebacker? You said? Uh, just Drew run Sanders. around and hit shit should be on a like a t shirt. I've been saying that way too much, but that's like conducive with like I love a it. lot of guys in this graph. Really Sorry, what, what was what was the other? Oh, uh, Drew, Drew Sanders, Arkansas. Oh, Drew Sanders, super raw player. Um, I'm not really sure because he's really. It's a lot like Troy Anderson, where he's late to his reads. Um, he's a, he's a developmental guy, but he's I think he tested really well. So I could I can imagine a world where he's going to go a little bit earlier than I would take him. Uh, but if he was like a third round pick, I think I would take him because he is a physical player. Yeah. Um, he's just raw. He's just he's he played too many positions. I think he was an edge rusher at Bama, and then he switched to Arkansas and became a Mike. That's he wasn't really polished as an outside linebacker. Then switching to um, an inside linebacker, he, he probably can come downhill plenty fast enough, but he's just he's just raw on some stuff. Yeah, agreed. I, I like him a lot. He was when I was watching the tape on on Gibbs. Actually, he kept flashing during that. Uh, kept flashing across the screen and caught my eye. And, and it was a guy I didn't want to really lose from Alabama. Like he was, wasn't really he wasn't great off the edge. I think he's actually his best fit somewhere as a linebacker. It's just a matter of you know what's yeah. benefiting the most. But and Campbell, yeah, you're right, man. Um, he's like a he kind of reminds me of like an old school type of linebacker. He's even got an old school name. I mean, Jack Campbell sounds like a guy. Jack Campbell. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, I, I like, I like him a lot, man. No, uh, I meant, hold on, man. Damsky has sneaked this Troy Anderson three times on the show. So we need to talk about why you don't like Troy Anderson. <laughs> no, I, I do. He's a really good athlete. He's just, he's late. I thought late in the year they tried to hide him in coverage a little bit by making him play flat um, defense instead of hook zone. So flat's kind of like in the first five yards, kind of where the cornerback lines up. He'll run out there and kind of cover ground um, because he was such a liability in pass coverage. I just think he's raw, and I think he's got a long ways to go. Um, and a lot of people are pegging him. They're like, oh, he's going to be this breakout star. Even, even um, Arthur Smith said how good he was. But it's like, I don't, unless, I'm, unless I'm just – fucking dumb and i'm not seeing it right you know what i mean i think he's i a lot of his tackles came downfield like i'm talking like he's yeah. basically what doing what Deion jones was doing when i was tackling the, the ball carrier like eight nine yards downfield that's not really helping anybody like sure if it's third and 16 he's helping but 
if it's first and ten and you 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 hit a guy at at four yards and he's dragging you to eight, like that's that's yeah. that's rough, right? So I think I think he's I'm hoping that he he's raw, so I'm hoping that he takes the next step and he comes a little bit more physical and his instincts are there. But we knew this, like when we drafted him, if you wanted a finished project, you could have drafted Leo Chanel, yeah, uh, who went to the to the Chiefs. That was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean? You you took the athlete and you you said that you could develop him. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see it. Ryan Nielsen's known for developing front seven players, so hopefully he's the guy. Yeah, I think um, I can't remember who was on one time for the fan. It was one of the guys that was like from Montana State podcast or whatever, you know. And they said that he was one of the smartest dudes that they've ever come across. Yeah. And so, like, you know, they didn't. They had no doubt that this is before the season. So they they kind of even precluded like him. He, he may not be where you want yet, but as soon as he understands uh-huh. it and gets yeah. it, then it's then what? Then like you look out because yeah. he's going to be because mm-hmm. yeah, his athleticism is there. It's just a matter of him kind of yeah. understanding what he's doing. Um, and uh, Last couple ones, man. Uh, Keely Ringo uh, from from Georgia and Noah Sewell. I know the different different positions, but Mike actually yeah. did Keely Ringo yeah. and Noah Sewell. Yeah, wasn't really sold on Noah Sewell. I don't believe no. you were, Mike. Yeah. But uh, I was and, sold on Ringo. Yeah. So, but Damski don't look sold on. I could just see it. He's not sold on either one no, of them. No. Yeah, Ringo. Ringo's raw. He's got a, he's got a little bit of ways to go. I think so. One thing I talk about is being scheme dependent on one scheme. I think if Ringo goes to like a Seattle or Dallas style defense, which is a cover three, where he's only got to really worry about a third of the field, I think he'll be okay. I think in this style of defense, where you kind of got to play man off, inside, outside, I think he'll struggle in that style of defense mm-hmm. because he loses. He is, is like I talked about hands and hands and hands and feet. Going hand in hand. That's a funny analogy, but hand and feet going hand in hand, but they do. Um, Ringo struggles with that. He's very raw. Um, I think if you want to, if you want to see the worst of him, go watch him against Marvin Harrison. He really had no clue how to defend him. Um, I understand Marvin Harrison is who he is, um, but there was Pac-10 corners that, are sorry, Pac-10, Big Ten corners that were able to get hands on him at least and make him work for it. Ringo wasn't even able to do that. Um, and I, Marvin Harrison's going to be a generational receiver. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even knocking Ringo for that, but you got to let, at least make him work for what he's got to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think Ringo, I think he struggles with tuning in to a full game. Uh, cause he came out and he was tackling it looked good. But the second that Stroud impro- improvised and Marvin Harrison went deep, like he went deep and, and he scored. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ring, Ringo's a Ringo's a, a raw prospect. If he gets with the right coach, I think he could be good. But he's got the size, the height, the weight, uh, the speed to be a good corner. I just think he's raw in a little bit of his technique. Same with Joey Porter Jr. Um, Joey Porter is just a little bit uh, more consistent. Noah Sewell is just too big. He's he's old. Like if he if we were drafting back in the sixties, he'd probably be a first round pick. He's just too slow to cover what we're doing. He he's got to find a niche probably as a special teamer. Um, he hits hard, but and he's also injured a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I think he's a hammer, but I just think that that style of play really isn't what the NFL is anymore. You like you really got to be able to run um, in the NFL these days, and I I'm surprised. Like Dan Landing, he came from Georgia. Like I, I actually been to a few of his coaching clinics. Like 
I'm surprised he made it work with him because he likes his linebackers to cover ground too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sewell's Sewell's a, a throwback player, um, but I just I it's just not there for me. I I I would think of he's going to have a hard time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. I think Mike does too because he, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I I hadn't I hadn't watched enough film on him, but after watching mm-hmm. Mike's thing on it, I was like, I went and looked a few, and I was like, yeah. And what Aaron just said too, he doesn't is not as explosive as you would mm-hmm. definitely watching some of the other linebackers. And this due to his size, man, he's just a bigger dude. It's just, just you know, bigger, yeah. but, yeah. that's right. Yeah. If this was fifties football and Jerome Bettis was running at you, it would be a nice little collision yeah. with him and so oh, yeah. But oh, hell yeah. um. Sorry, did I say 50s? Jerome Bettis. Oh, I was like, that was like <laughs> the early 2000s. <laughs> no, I got another uh, good one for you, Aaron. Is there a player that you hear um, most of us rave about that you know is really, man, it's not really him. He a product of that scheme that they in. Like, it, I don't think he's he not what y'all think he is. Like, if, if you understand, because you understand on a higher level than most of us, is there yeah. a player that you know, like, we give him too much props because that's – he. He's getting props for the scheme he's in, like Matt, more than his actual talent level. He's overrated. Is there a player that come to your mind? Like, in- are you saying in college or are you saying in the NFL? Uh, NFL. Just a player who we who we give a lot of praise to that you think, man, he is not really what y'all believe he is. Uh, like, I thought for a long time Deion Jones was that. Deion Jones okay. was a byproduct of being a really good he was really good when Atlanta was really good because he didn't have to do the nitty gritty stuff that a linebacker had to do because he was constantly having to play pass, which is his strength. Mm -hmm. But when you have closer games, um, you gotta, gotta get down and gritty and, 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 and and cover the run and be gap responsible. Um, Deion Jones is a good player for what he does, but he's just not overall like a great, great, uh, great player. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Okay, I like I, and I I have Deion Jones jersey. I I yeah. like him. He's a flashy player. Like we needed we needed that at that time. Yeah, but, yeah. but on a snap to snap basis, um, he's and I'll I'll say this because I didn't want I didn't want to say this on Twitter because I already catch enough flack on Twitter because I always, I'm constantly going against the grain on stuff because I I'm just not a big group think guy. I just I just think yeah. I I want to. I want to know why everybody thinks like all these mm-hmm. things. So I go and study. I'm just like, oh, man, maybe that's not it. But like, um, like I, I thought Deron Payne, like I like Deron Payne, but he's just on a snap to snap basis. He's inconsistent. Um, I think if you sign a guy like Draymond Jones, he's the kind of guy that gives you a snap to snap basis and a better pass rush win, win rate, which is like how many times he beats his block. Than than Deron Payne does, and Deron Payne kind of gets a byproduct of being on a good Washington line too. So he never really faces double teams. Or Draymond Jones, it's like him, um, and they have uh, my guy Baron Browning up there too. Um, so yeah, like I, I thought I was like, man, I I really don't want to give Payne twenty million a year. I would rather give seventeen to Draymond Jones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, yeah. man. Like after, like I wanted, he was one of my top guys. I wanted initially just because of the the sound of it, it sounded good. Him mm-hmm. next to Grady, and you mm-hmm. kind of you kind of dive into it a little bit, and you're like, man, his pass rush is the success <laughs> rate's not that high, really. And you start looking like like seven percent. That's pretty low. Like that's it is. yeah, Trevon yeah. Walker. Like that, right. he's another guy. Like I don't know why he went first overall, but right. And I was like, if I wanted, 
Yeah, if I want 7% pass rush success, I can get somebody else for that for a hell of a mm-hmm. lot cheaper. <laughs> I can get like three yeah. guys for that. But, you know, um, all right, man. So last thing for us, man, um, and then we'll get out of here. Do you think, number one, where do you think your boy CJ is going? And is it look like four quarterbacks in the top 10 this year? I saw Savion put that on there earlier. It looked like this could be the first year this is going to happen in the in a while um four did you say four quarterbacks in the top 10 yeah. so everything i'm hearing yes yes there i'll say this there probably is going to be four quarterbacks in the top eight gone i'm not even i'm not even including atlanta in that i'm in you so you could say in the top seven mm-hmm. um i think four quarterbacks go in the top seven which is really good for atlanta it's just the problem is is that there's the teams that are ahead of us that aren't picking like guys that atlanta likes or like that i like for the team so we gotta mm-hmm. just we got to hope that that doesn't materialize and we hope our guy falls. But um, CJ Stroud, so where do you think I think he's going or where I would like him to go? No, where do you think he's going? Or both. Uh, okay, so I'll give you both. Uh, so where I would like him to go is Indianapolis. I think Shane Steichen is one of the best young offensive minds in football right now, and they just hired him as a, as a head coach. Um, Jalen Hurts has credited him numerous times saying that every single time a defense threw a, us a pitch, um, Shane Steichen had a, a counter pitch to that. Um, he's one of those rare coaches that can like change an offensive uh, style on the go in the middle of a game. Um, and I think that's incredibly underrated. And when you have CJ, a guy who can hit any single ball, um, kind of being the, being the, the puppet to that, I, I, I just think that's, that's unreal. Another one I could I could really see that I and Falcons fans are gonna hate me for this, but I really like Carolina is a really good situation for him. Um yeah. just in that offensive system, um, him like a lot of the balls that they like to throw that Frank Reich likes likes to throw, like like those are high percentage balls for CJ. Um it would be really good. I will say this. The rumor came out, and you addressed it, that Atlanta would be curious to move up. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud would take the top off of this offense. I, I cannot stress that enough. CJ Stroud can hit the deep ball. He can hit all of the throws, the layup throws that, that Arthur scripts. And I think it's incredibly – I think you would see a, a really good level of this offense. I'm not saying Desmond can get there, can't get there. I think he can. But CJ, I think, is going to process that at a higher level than what De- Desmond could do right now. Uh, Aaron, you first, buddy. Something new. I got one. I got over a thousand views on my profile. No, thank you, buddy. I did not know that. Yeah, so I we'll usually just... don't check the stats, buddy. I just do crazy <laughs> shit, and and then I never look at it again. <laughs> yeah, there's um, yeah, man. Like, there's like I've. I mean, you you see it on every, every day like I do on Twitter. There's so much back and forth on the quarterbacks about mm-hmm. how this year is either overrated or they're underrated or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, you know, we talked about it on the last show. CJ helped him so much, obviously, with the game against Georgia. And then doing mm-hmm. what he did at the Combine, to me, he looked like the smoothest QB out there. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he, like you said, was... he, had every, he had every throw. The deep throws were him and AR were, were amazing with their deep throws. Um, I didn't think he had 60 yards in him. I, I really didn't think he did that. For him to hit 63 yards, uh, that's – Yeah. I'll say this. If, you, if you're trading up for him, you have to get into the top two picks. But it can't be understated how important elite-level quarterback play. Like, if you think he can be a top-five guy in the NFL 
like if that's what you think he can be, then yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, no price yeah, you shouldn't be willing to pay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, that, Damn, that's saying it without saying it. Did we about to start another thing? Well, and I want to end it. We'll end it with this. It's like, and I mean, I think we were kind of on the same page because, like, I don't really care. Like, there's nobody I'm just pounding the table for. Like, I mean, there's guys I would really like at eight, like we talked about, like Christian Gonzalez, you know, obviously, but like if whoever they take at eight, or if they move up, or if they move back. Like, I'm going to trust because I really like what Terry has done so far. I'm going to trust they have a plan for that and they're going to fill out the team however they. Obviously, we're going to see a lot what they do with free agency. And that's going to tell us a lot about the draft or give us an idea of what we think they may do in the draft. But hey, as long as there's a plan, man, and they really believe that this is going to be something that is going to take us to the next level or, you know, put us there, you know, 10, 15 years from now, whatever. I mean, great. I mean, that's, that's, mm -hmm. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. You know, like I'm no, not I gonna... got a question for you, buddy. I, I got a good one for what you just said. If uh, you have to pick from one of these three or eight, that we are going to pick one of these three or eight, but you get to pick which one it is. Stroud, Bijan, or Gonzalez. You you have to pick one of those three is your eight. Who are you going with? Uh, I'm probably still going Gonzalez because I, I, I still want I still want the opportunity like I said, not not the Stroud, or if we went quarterback, would be maybe more expensive because he's a first round pick. But like I said before in the last show, the best case scenario for the Falcons is that Ritter is the dude, I got and you. he's making a million dollars a year for the next three years, and then you just okay. you build around him. So, mm -hmm. so that's what I'm banking on by going Gonzalez at eight and then going everything else. But yeah, Johnny Yates with the strategic take, I love it. It was good. That was good. It's smart and it's the right one too. There you go. If you believe Ritter's the guy, then yeah, absolutely build up around him and let him work. Yeah. Before we leave, I got a last question for you. Um, you gave us your priority when it came to coaching. What does Adam, because we know Damsky, now I'm asking Adam, what is Adam's personal, like his life coaching, his his philosophy for life? What is Adam the man? What is his priority when it comes to life? What is his main thing? He going to teach his kids that he try to influence his friends. What's his thing in life? Don't take anything too serious, man. And, and just have fun and smile, man. Cause everything will always be all right. <laughs> I fucking I love, love it. That. I, fuck. I fucking love it, man. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Birdo said, damn it, Mike. Gonzalez <laughs> still the guy in with you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Uh, Casey Costa, hey fellas, send us some Falcons love. Hey man, appreciate love it, it, dude. Yo, uh, I, you know what? Actually, I, I, I wanted to say this too. You guys put me on to Birdo, man. I, your guys are the man. reason why he's a he's a smart Falcons dude. I, I want to kick it. Yeah. Me, me and I, I met, I actually DM'd him, man, because I, I started watching his stuff. I was like, man, you, you definitely know what you're talking about. I love that you did the research too. So I DM'd him just randomly, and he's this guy's probably like, what the hell. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I just, I'm like, man, yeah, like your work's great. I, I, I love that you do your studying and stuff. I'm like, yo, we got to kick it sometime. He's like, yo, we definitely got to make that happen. So I think me and him are going to try to link up on some thing. I would love to get you guys to come and do that stuff too. Oh, hell yeah. From yeah, Birdo, man, like, yeah. Birdo, different with he is. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. Aaron said, where do you see Richardson going? Um, I could kind of like what you said man i can see uh about cj i can i could see him landing in carolina that would kind of suck if he became like cam newton 2.0 um but um 
but yeah, I know. But I mean, uh, you know, I, I can see the Raiders going that way. Seems like possibly a fit out there. Um, if they want to go quarterback, I don't really know, man. I mean, it's 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 so that I don't know. Uh, that I'll say this too: like he's bigger than Cam Newton, isn't yeah, yeah. he? Yeah, about they're about the same, so, similar, but yeah. So I played Cam Newton's team last year, so I met Cam Newton last year when we were playing ball, and. Dude, that dude is like the biggest, loudest dude I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Like you thought Mike was loud, bro. I promise you, if you ever meet Cam Newton, he's <laughs> way louder than him. I'll, I'll send you some videos of this guy just screaming at a ref once. <laughs> it was so, it was so funny. I'll uh, maybe see, maybe see if I think Hunter's coming down for the tournament. But in North Carolina, it's one of the biggest sevens tournaments. Um, in three weeks, actually. Uh, so maybe, maybe come down. Like uh, Roddy White's going to be there. Oh, uh, with his team, T.Y. Hilton's going to be there. Um, talk, a few players are going to be there. I'm, I'm nervous as hell because I'm coaching the oldest, older kids. But it's a good tournament to meet some, like, really big heads in football. That's awesome, man. I love it. Casey, appreciate you, buddy. Away from Cali. Uh, love you, buddy. And Alberta said, thank you, man. Thank you, Alberta, Dorsky. Yeah. Uh-oh. We'll see some, oh, Lord, Alberta's head as we speak. Alberta's head as we speak. Just kidding. That's what I got. Uh, last take, we'll get... I can't hear you, John. I think he knows it too. Yeah. John. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. He said, uh, "Marcus said uh, he said Richardson equals to Marcus Russell." I'm sorry, everyone fell in love with Russell in the combine, like they are Richardson. Yeah, man. I don't. I, I mean, it's, I. I can't. Time's gonna tell, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he he showed out the combine, but. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to call Richardson, to be honest with you, man. We'll, we'll see what kind of system he gets into and how he looks. I mean, freak of an athlete, cannon arm, but, you know, I mean, it's easy to do that when you're under, in your underwear throwing against the airs. Pads on, throwing against NFL defenses. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyway, man, Adam, we're going to get out of here, buddy, because I got to get my kid to practice again fairly soon. Um, dude, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, out. hell yeah. Thank you, Adam, buddy. Talking oh, defense. Yeah, it was fun as hell. Uh, so, and as always, guys, uh, subscribe to the channel, like the video, it helps mm-hmm. us get us out there. Um, you can catch us. We'll be back on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. with our boy Kenny G, Grits Blitz on, Kenny defense, G. on uh, Twitter. He'll be back yeah. uh, for, I think, his second show with us. And uh, so mm-hmm. looking forward to that, man. He's he's awesome. He's with Neptune Scouting, another guy who really knows his shit when it comes to mm-hmm. draft prospects and just football in general, man. I always love having Kenny on. So, Appreciate you guys again for hanging out with us. Mike, you got anything left, buddy? No, I just want to see really uh, Mandamsky do something with Birdo. It's like Kobe and Shaq. So I'm looking forward to whatever. They, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever that produces. But just once yeah. again, man, thank you. It's been, I didn't miss the last two. It was all, man, I've been had questions loaded for you. So it was That's great. Awesome. I, I love that, man. That was, that was really definitely fun. Yeah, and like I said, the John. Like, to get to ask you the questions, man. We really appreciate you. For sure. For sure. All right, guys. We'll catch you all on Wednesday, 7 p.m. And uh, appreciate you as always, guys. Much love. Out of your falcon mind. Peace.